Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guests. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. I compute and obey. Now, to Dave Hooker. Ready. Morning, Smoky Mountain Red and all those on the message board. Boy, you talk about lined up with a big-time show. We have it. Tennessee is on the verge of picking up another commitment this week. You can read about that on offthehooksports.com. Also, Luke Winstall has a great interview with him. And Caleb Giroux with the write-up. He's Caleb Calhoun. I am Dave Hooker. And... Tennessee and the NCAA back in the news. If you hear some desperation in my voice, it's because, my goodness gracious, why can't these things be wrapped up? And if I if I do the rough math, Caleb, it seems like that Jeremy Pruitt hasn't been the head coach for the Vols in about 25 months. Does that sound about right to you? Oh, 20, 27 months. 27 months, yeah. My goodness. I mean – I don't care which side you're on, if you're on Jeremy Pruitt's side or if you're on Tennessee's side to get this thing over with or if if you're on the NCAA, I don't care. But goodness gracious, talk about right to a speedy trial. I know that talks about our legislative branch and not the NCAA, but shouldn't it fall in line somehow, some way? Good morning, Caleb. I hope you're well. It should. Um, I hope you roll to a date. I think this is by choice, though, um, with Tennessee. Yes, in the judicial, it's the judicial branch, not the legislative branch. But sorry, oh, sorry, judicial. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm a, no there, is, yeah. there is a series of plenty, particularly in many 
many states where a lot of victim, a lot of people accused of petty crimes have to sit and wait on trials, and that's a big problem. Most of the time, though, in that case and in this case with Tennessee, the accused likes to drag out the trial because mm. they want to try to fix some things. So part of the reason there's not a speedy trial here is because of Tennessee. Let's get that out the way. Let's let's be fair here. That's true. Uh, so I, I want to go ahead and, and dive into this. And uh, first of all, I, I want to remind you that today's tough question is brought to you by uh, Craven Wings. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the program. So go to our Twitter page and go ahead and vote if you would like, because Hinton Hooker's flying up the draft boards. There's a chance he could be a Tennessee Titan. So would you like for Hendon Hooker to be a Tennessee Titan? It'd be cool because he'd be close, but seems like one Titan quarterback after another, whether he's a first round pick or a journeyman kind of gets there and hits this glass ceiling. And you would know more than I being a Titans fan. So uh, we will discuss that, but that is today's tough question brought to you by Craven wings. And I'll tell you more about them throughout the program. And we love our relationship with uh, Craven wings, but first let's get to the NCAA hearing on recruiting violations. And, uh, this is why we do the 5 a.m. production meeting instead of the production meeting before the night before. Right, Caleb? And um, this this investigation is ongoing for a couple of different reasons. And one is that Jeremy Pruitt, uh, through the Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, will be a witness or at least testify as to his alleged role and paying players at Tennessee, even his wife paying players at Tennessee. That, that essentially seems to be what's holding this up is Jeremy Pruitt. And I'll give you some insight into that here momentarily. But Jeremy Pruitt doesn't want the 10-year show cause like a Donnie Tindall guy. He doesn't want to face severe penalties because he knows he's not an elite coach at the NFL level. And if he doesn't coach in college, then he's going to be the guy who goes and gets coffee in the NFL. So he's fighting tooth and nail to avoid a significant show cause that would keep him out of the college game. And I guess there's part of me that can't blame him. There's part of me that if he's even done half of what's been alleged, he should just fade away, but that's his call and he wants to fight it. So there he goes. Does he have a case, Caleb? It's going to be hard for me to believe he has a case. It, my my guess is that he's going to try to flip this back on the university and say that the university threw him under the bus because they want to avoid having to pay out his contract and they wanted to fire him anyway because he wasn't doing well and this was an excuse to fire him and not have to pay him. That's what my guess is he, what he's going to say is. But there isn't just an internal investigation that revealed this. I remember when we broke the story in 2021, it, it broke the lat on, on it broke on on the day of Tennessee's last game that year in 2020, excuse me. And there were multiple other coaches that were quoted in honesty that was, that were just openly saying, Oh yeah, they blatantly cheat down there. It was a known thing across all sec circles that Tennessee was cheating insanely more than any other program. And so brazenly too at the time. And what's funny about it is if it wasn't an issue, you, Yes, you would have had some transfers as you do with the coaching chains always. You had a ton of transfers happen after Pruitt was fired. And I think half of that was the administration going to the players and saying, look, you can't stay here. Y'all were part of the scandal. You got to go. 
Like, simple as that. And I think there's a lot more evidence against him than people realize. I think what he's trying to do is warn the university to stand down because he might have a little bit of dirt on the university in reverse. And I'm not saying he may be wrong on that because I've said from the start of Pruitt's dirty, Fulmer's dirty. Well, if if you're Philip Fulmer, you you want this to go away, and it's not going to. But you know, I know Philip is focusing on his beekeeping nowadays, from what I hear, and he's he's big into beekeeping. So maybe we'll get him on the show to talk about beekeeping. We have a segment to fill with nothing to talk about, but. Until that time, sorry. Yeah, I just no. He doesn't want this to go any further, and that's why he's uh, definitely faded away, kind of into obscurity, uh, keeping with bees. And he's at retirement age. But um, I, I will give you this inside knowledge. Since we've been doing this program, um, I had an intermediary reach out to me um, on Jeremy Pruitt's behalf to voice his side of the story, so to speak. I really had no interest, um, and, and and maybe maybe I should have been more journalistically driven. But at the time, um, I, I just and I still stand by this, Caleb. I don't see how the extent of cheating, as discovered by the university in their reporting, and sure, we've all seen cases in which a big institution, as a matter of fact, in the past twenty four hours, wants to bury information. Okay. We've seen that happen, and it, it could well be the case here. But the fact that Tennessee is clean house from top to bottom and the fact that they did such a thorough investigation and turned over all this evidence makes me want to say, don't worry, Tennessee fans, everything's going to be fine. But what you just said makes me say, be wary because Jeremy Pruitt could get in this hearing, and that's what the news is all about. The hearing will be later this month with Jeremy Pruitt. He'll get to talk about his allegations of 18 level one NCAA violations. That's the concern. Also, it'll be former defense coordinator Derek Ansley and UT officials are scheduled to appear before the NCAA Committee on Infractions for a hearing on April the 19th through uh, the 22nd in Cincinnati, according to Knox News. So he's going to throw everything out there possible. If he's reaching out to media members, and uh, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I think this is very good reporting by Knox News and Adam Sparks, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if his source is Jeremy Pruitt. And Jeremy Pruitt is doing his best to get his side of the story out there it's incredibly frustrating uh, to me that this can't move along further. Listen, do the right thing. I don't care if it means a bowl ban or whatever Tennessee has to endure because they hired Jeremy Pruitt. Just do it and get it over with. It hangs over the university. It's not fair to the fans. Uh, it's, it's not fair to a lot of people who signified a complete change in leadership at the university. That's what frustrates me. Please click the like button. Helps us open it up. Never forget that. Always remember. We appreciate that. Caleb, it just it just continues to hang over the university. And it's it's got to be very frustrating for Josh Heupel and the other recruiters on staff. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. You feel bad for Josh Heupel. You feel awful for the players. You feel awful somewhat for the fans. The university has itself to blame. They hired Fulmer, let Fulmer hire Pruitt, and then let Fulmer turn a blind eye to everything Fulmer was doing, Pruitt was doing, excuse me, when they knew Fulmer was not qualified for the AD job. 
Well, they have themselves to blame, but not the same group of people. I mean, right, it's a, right. It's a totally different group of people. I mean, I agree that you're still the same to a certain degree. Who? I'm sorry. I mean, it, they probably have similar. There's probably still some board members and boosters, though, that were players in all this that are still around. I mean, I agree. It's different chances were different AD, but yeah, it is funny that we haven't heard one booster particularly. I mean, where's this money coming from? That that would be that would be my only question that I would still have. Uh, I don't have any question about my eyesight anymore, thanks to Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. No contacts, no glasses. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. I did the LASIK, and it was fantastic. And whether it's LASIK, cataracts, or just daily. Uh, annual vision service that you need that is Campbell Cunningham Taylor and Hahn and their local right there in Knoxville so does this clear up before football season what's a realistic timeline I'm completely asking you to speculate here because we don't know I don't think we thought it would go on for 27 months but a realistic timeline does this get done before football season or maybe more importantly if it is any sort of Paul hanging over Tennessee's football recruiting is that taken care of by June, which is now the monster recruiting month. I doubt very seriously it's taken care of by June. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think it might, and let me let me break this down. Why I can go back to a different timetable, but in 2011, Tennessee had their infractions hearing in June of 2011 that year for the Lane Kiffin hostess scandal and all of that. That the punishments were landed down in August later that year. So it was only two months when that happened. And it was probably one of the most embarrassing things to watch because you had Lane Kiffin and Mike Hamilton at the hearing speaking on behalf of Tennessee, a program neither of them were part of anymore. And it was like, you felt so bad for the rest of the university because it was similar to this situation. You're like, you're looking at two people who are responsible for this, who weren't there anymore. One bolted for USC and one tanked the athletic department to a certain degree. So I think if they could do that in two months, they could probably figure this out in two months after the hearing. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't, I will bet on the side of the NCAA being slow on this. And uh, this, this doesn't help Tennessee and Josh Heupel because their big orange caravan, which is returning this year with actual coaches going around the state will be in Memphis, April the 18th, Nashville, April the 19th and Knoxville, April the 20th. So do you think that Josh Heupel is going to be asked about his backup defensive tackle position while he's on the caravan or the ongoing NCAA hearing that's happening in Cincinnati while he's speaking with the media? Oh, yeah, he'll probably be asked about the ongoing hearing. I'm going to give him credit, though. When Fulmer sat there and dodged the caravan three years ago, which was the weakest thing I think I'd ever seen somebody do, Heupel and the university are saying, okay, we're going to do the caravan, even though this this is going to be on, on everybody's mind when we're doing it. At least they're not running. Well, yeah, and I, well, that was partially COVID, though, wasn't it? No, was that it? was 2019. It was 2019 when they did okay. it, when they dodged it. They just chucked that thing. All right. They, that they, was... they, and they, they said – it will. they tried to say it'll be a better experience because we're going to send cheerleaders and mascots to go hang out with the fans. That's not what the fans want. <laughs> nah. Um, nah. If, if you're like, oh boy, let's go hang out with uh, ch- uh, college cheerleaders, it may say something <laughs> about you. I mean, yeah, they may, may be legal, but they're pretty young. Uh, Chris Yao says, remember that no lack of institutional control allegation, very important. That is important, but that's not determined completely yet, is it, Caleb? No, I think that, no, that's what Tennessee's that's, disputing. That's, 
Yeah, Chris, that's that's what's still very much up for discussion. Um, okay, so let me let me give you three options right off the top here. Hoghead said, I don't see a bowl ban. I'm thinking a loss of eight to twelve scallies. Um, back in the day, that's a lot. Nowadays with the transfer portal, it's not as bad. I'll give you that. So I'm gonna say uh three different levels, uh bowl ban, scholarship reduction, limit on recruiting travel. Next one, just scholarship reduction. That's going to be B for you. How about that? And then C is just a limitation on recruiting travel. If you had a pick right now where Tennessee will fall in the three of those, what would it be? Probably B. I'm going to say B because they're fighting us. They probably would have had C if they'd accepted the lack of institutional control, but I'm going to say B. I've had the feeling all along it'll be six to eight scholarships. Don't know why. Could be two to four. Could be eight to ten. But and, I've just always felt six to eight. And one thing Tennessee can take solace in, because everybody's saying the NCAA wants to make an example some, of somebody who's violating rules in this NIL age. Tennessee's not the school to make an example of because this is pre-NIL when they were doing all of this. So if they're going to make an example of somebody, Tennessee's not going to beat our target. No, I wouldn't think so. And I think we all saw that college football is better when Tennessee's good. Um, General Nealon saying, where is Sankey at on all this? Silent. The league headquarter needs to be removed from Birmingham. I think the NCAA's headquarters needs to be in Birmingham. Or if if the SEC moves to Atlanta, I think they need to take over. And I've said this before that, listen, the NCAA, all they do is put on a basketball tournament nowadays. Why are they even getting a significant call in this thing? Why doesn't the SEC step in and say, we'll handle this? You've proven that you can't do anything right. So we're going to go ahead and... Because there's still the weird thing with the NCAA and the SEC and, and college football in general is there's still so many independent parties working together. So like there's still the bulls that work independently of the league and the NCAA. And so the, I mean, I guess theoretically the NCAA could ban them from the SEC championship game. I don't know. Well, that would be a postseason ban. I mean, yeah, it- but I always wondered that though, like, what gives the NCAA with the right to ban a conference championship game when the conference puts that on, not the NCAA? I don't know. Could we get into one huge fight? I do think Tennessee drugged their feet a little bit last year because they suddenly realized he could be in a college football playoff. And the last thing you would want is for Tennessee to get a postseason ban and you're in the college football playoff. That would be bad. And it's, I see, I don't know how this- <laughs> really, really bad, Caleb. Is the college football playoff sanctioned by the NCAA or is it sanctioned by the bowls and the athletic and the conferences? I think it's just the SEC. No, I mean, technically, like officially as an independent party, who puts it on? Does Is it technically a collection, an agreement just between the conferences and the bowls or does the, did the NCAA somehow sanction this? I mean, I, I feel like the NCAA had nothing to do with it, did they? No, no. Um, now, Hoghead saying if Pruitt tells him Fulmer knew what was going on, then it could be much more severe. Could it? Fulmer's gone too. I mean, that's a great point, Hoghead. That's a fantastic point. Um, I think it could be severe because of the way they let Fulmer go. Yeah. Let- you brought, oh, you brought up this point, which is brilliant about a month ago. Re- repeat yeah. that for those that didn't hear, because obviously, we're, listen, it's better for us if everything goes well, but we're objective and honest, and that's kind of our niche because that's what we've done during our careers, and that's what we're going to continue to do. But Caleb brought up a great point about a month ago. Yes. They they did not separate themselves from 
Philip. They almost celebrated him. Yeah, it was a, they call it, they, they allowed him to have, so they fired Pruitt, just straight up fired four calls. We're not going to pay his, the rest of his salary is basically. Considered what they shooting him in an alley, I was told. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really. I mean, they, they were like, we Come here, Jeremy, we got something for you. It's Joe Pesci, Tom. They, <laughs> oh Lord. They, yes. Okay. So they were Joe Fe- Pesci from Goodfellows with Pruitt. They were Joe Pesci from Home Alone with Philip. Yeah. Pesci. They weren't throw mama off the train, Joe Pesci. Yes. They were. They threw Pruitt to the wolves, and then they said, "We'll let Fulmer step down with a severance package and a buyout and a retirement plan because of everything he's meant." Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Tennessee should have separated themselves completely from Fulmer in that moment. I don't care how sentimental you are about what he did for the university. Okay, but you and I know that Philip and I have had our disagreements. We've had our issues. I would even have trouble if I were the chancellor with the issues that he and I have had on a personal level. I would be, it would be really difficult for me to throw him under the bus after all he did for the university, including you don't, have to throw him under the, you don't have to throw him under the bus for his success as a head coach. You can throw him under the bus as, as an athletic director, though. No severance. You back. just come out, you come out and say, We made a mistake. He was obviously not ready for this role. It still makes him look like a doofus. No, I mean, that's fine. You have either, either he was not ready or he knew what was going on. So there's going to be no severance package. The thing is, the minute you gave him a severance package, that was it. You, you made it very uh, clear at that point. They should have not let him walk away with any dime whatsoever. He's going to be fine. He made a good bit of money coaching football. He's, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's made smart investments. He has endorsements all over the state of Tennessee. You know, he had the first Tennessee, I guess it's first horizon now endorsements back in the day. Like he's good. Okay. They should have cut bait with him like that. They should have said no severance. We are, they, they, and they should have given a speech on, we are very disappointed in what Philip Fulmer did with in this situation. And I'm sorry, it, that that's just I where I'm at with it. I don't even think I don't even think you have to do that. I don't even think you have to say we're not pleased with him. He was a failure as an athletic director. I think you just don't give him the severance. So yeah. that would be you're not as happy medium. So to and speak. don't call it a step down. Call it a fire. Like make it clear you fired him as athletic director, and you're not giving him the severance. You fired him for calls, just like you did with Pruitt. Yeah, but you don't even have to say the word fire nowadays. I mean, so, but it's. I think legality, the, you know, if, if you don't give him the severance package, you kind of have to fire for calls at that point. I feel yeah, like. that's fair. Let's let's talk some uh, Hendon Hooker right now. It's today's tough question brought to you by Craven Wings. Craven Wings is fantastic. Never frozen, always fresh. Today's tough question. Let's talk about an all-time favorite vault that's not named Philip Homer for a second. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. By the way, the Craven Wings Today's Tough Question yesterday was about three quarters to you would rather see the men make the final four than the women win a national championship. Just going to tell you, based off some television numbers, that's an old argument. Ten years ago, I would have agreed with you, but based off television numbers, and it may be an every once in a while thing, women's basketball can get Tennessee a whole lot of publicity if they can get anywhere close to the position they were at under Pat Summit. Probably can't. More competitive, but I'm just saying that is an incredible promotional tool, whether or not you like the women's game. All right. 
Mr. Jones saying Hooker is taking a top 30 visit to the Titans today. Top 30 visit. I don't know what that means. What does that what, uh, clarify? Top 30 draft pick? Maybe. <laughs> but he's, t- he's visiting the Titans today. He is a guy that has um, been flying up the draft boards, but you're a Titans fan. So I ask you this. Caleb, would you want him to be a Tennessee Titan? Because it seems like to me, whether you're a first-round draft pick or whether you're a journeyman, you tend to just languish in that offense. And that offense is just basic, run the football, and to a large extent, I love that type of approach. But it just seems like a lot of – a lot of quarterbacks go to the Titans, and they're absolutely horrible. So that scares me for Hendon Hooker to go there. It would be awesome if he were just down the road and he were tabbed as their future. But I got to be honest with you, I don't want to see him go there. I would <clears throat> rather see him go to Seattle Seahawks type place where Geno Smith is probably going to play out a contract and then they'll want an upgrade. I would like to see him go to uh, some place like uh, – I hate to say this, but it's true – the Eagles who would tailor make an offense to you as they've done with Jalen Hurts. I would like to see him go to a Baltimore Ravens type of place where they do some more innovative things. What do you think as a Titans fan? I am the most objective Titans fan you guys will ever meet. Let me say that up front. I love the idea of Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Let me break down why. For those who don't understand Tennessee's offense, you're right. It's very simple. As long as they stick with the offense they have. Let me start with that. And you don't have to have Derrick Henry. You can have any power running back to play in that offense. Derrick Henry is – I love the guy, but he's replaceable. As long as you keep the offensive line and the interior of the offensive line, Tennessee's offense is basically – you're right. Ground and pound, ground and pound, ground and pound, wear down the defense, and then they need a quarterback who can do two things. Who can deliver the ball when they get hit and has a pretty deep ball. Doesn't even have to make, make great reads. Just has to have a good deep ball and has a little bit of mobility. Hendon Hooker has all three of those things. He can deliver the ball when he gets hit. He's got a beautiful deep ball, and he's got mobility. You never really see more than one or two reads. The problem with Mariota before Tannehill, because people wondered how Tannehill worked out so well and Mariota didn't, Mariota was not able to stand and deliver and take a hit. He was very accurate. He actually doesn't have a bad deep ball, but he couldn't take a hit. you got to be able to take that hit in the pocket. You talked about that with Danny Warhol and Steve Spurrier's offense. It's not the same with Hooker in this offense because you're not throwing 50 times a game and getting hit every time you throw the ball. But when you do throw the ball, you've got to be willing to get hit. And Hendon Hooker, I think, is a perfect fit for this. I think let Ryan Tannehill play out the last year of his contract. Let Hendon Hooker develop. I'm sorry. I love it. You stick with this offense. It's beautiful. The reason the Titans offense quarterbacks have failed over the past 15 years post-steaming there is they've just picked bad quarterbacks. Okay, that it's that simple. They tried to Jeff Fisher tried to make Kerry Collins Peyton Manning in 2009, 2010. Right. Vince Young was very thin-skinned, not helped by the fact that I gotta be honest, I think Jeff Fisher sabotaged Vince Young's career. I'm not saying it was all Fisher's fault. Vince Young had his own demons, but Jeff Fisher was willing to sabotage the Titans to stick it to Vince Young. Then they went and drafted Jake Locker. That was the dumbest draft pick. Anybody that watched college football around that time knew Jake Locker wasn't cut out for the NFL. I agree with that. And then they went for Mariota. So Jake Locker's parents would disagree with you, but everybody else would agree with you. 
Yes, you're right. Jake Locker's parents would disagree. Everybody else would agree. My big thing is if you're com completing 55% of your passes in college, I would never touch you. The only exception to that so far has been Josh Allen, but that is the rarest, most unique exception possible. Not, every other quarterback, my baseline is you have to complete 60% of your passes in college. A, a couple of things <clears throat> based off – and man, I love our – the smartest uh, listeners and viewers. Uh, I love the input there, so keep it coming. A couple of things we just need to go ahead and <clears throat> get out of the way now. We need to say this is not going to be an offense with Hendon Hooker that's based around Derrick Henry, okay? Because he's going to sit behind Ryan Tannehill, who somebody posted on the message board, which is a great point. He can sit a year or two. So this offense, at that point, Derrick Henry, the tread will be thin on the tires, and you'll be thinking about another direction to go. Maybe it's just another power back, and you run the same – type of offense that you're running now. Maybe you get more innovative that I would like to see with Hendon Hooker because I think he's that bright and I think he can handle that. But let's forget about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry could be on two other teams by the time Hendon Hooker's ready to play. So I, we, we've seen the Cowboys cut bait with Ezekiel Elliott, and that's what you do with a power back when you feel like he's starting to slip a little bit and they're not going to be very patient because once it starts to go downhill, it goes downhill very, very fast. Smoky Mountain Red pointed out, I feel like they're talking too much about the age of hooker. How many quarterbacks come into the league and have maturity issues? Uh, ESPN is just creating a narrative. A mature uh, hooker is a good hooker. Well, I don't know about the end of that, um, but I, I will say this. I don't understand why the age of Hooker is any sort of negative. To me, that's an incredible positive, Caleb, that he's 26 years old. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks don't start playing their best until they are of that age, and they can play they can play into their 40s nowadays. I don't see what – as a matter of fact, to me, that's a bonus, whoever we're talking about, to be a little bit older, more mature. So where it's a little bit different for Hendon Hooker is – I think we have to acknowledge that Hendon Hooker's mobility is going to be a necessary aspect of his game, his ability to run. He's going to have to have that running threat. He can't, and this is mainly because he just never played in a system that did this, so he hasn't learned it at all, but he can't be a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, even Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not talking about on that level. That can't be his style. He's going to have to use his mobility some. Mobile quarterbacks have a shorter shelf life, so their window is a little bit shorter. So I don't know if he can play into his late 30s. I will say that it doesn't matter because he's only 24 and you're right. If he sits behind a guy for a year or even two, okay. So he's starting at 26 or 27, even with his mobility, that's a good, at least six years of elite quarterback play. I don't understand this whole, I want a guy for 15 to 20 years. I think the NFL is a win now league. And I think it's always been a win now league. And the worst mistake people make is trying to find somebody is preferring the 10 to 20 year guy over the five year guy. I'm still not over. Look, one of the reasons Peyton Manning didn't choose the Titans this is well known was because Mike Munchak and the coaching staff and Chris Palmer wanted to go forward with locker and did not want to change up their game plan or their playbook for Peyton Manning. That is the dumbest thing ever done in the history of sports. That doesn't mean they didn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean they didn't want Peyton Manning, by the way, it just meant that they weren't willing to change up their playbook because they still thought locker was their future. Who cares about your future? You get, I'll take four years of Peyton Manning over 20 years of anybody. So I think if you can get a good five to six years out of a quarterback, that's fine. The Ravens only got five good years out of Joe Flacco. He got, they got a Super Bowl out of those five years. 
Now they should have let him walk after that, after he wanted that contract, but that's a different story. Well, we're going to have some fun with four downs brought to you by Zul beer. Zul beer, X U L beer.com is the official craft beer of off the hook sports worldwide award-winning craft beer. Zulbeer.com. Uh, check them out. They've got parking downtown and they have just awesome, awesome, awesome panoramic view of downtown that you'll enjoy there at xulbeer.com. Zulbeer.com. Look them up. Check them out. Four Downs is now. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Okay, so here we go. First down. Make an argument that Will Levis is a better prospect than Hendon Hooker for the NFL. I have to make the. I have to make that argument. Yeah. So oh here's God. what I'm gonna say because we're playing devil's advocate here. I'm gonna say has a slightly bigger arm. Doesn't throw the deep ball as well. The deep a big arm is more about just the deep ball. And is incredibly tough, but I would take Hendon Hooker over him, and it's not close. What about you? Yes, I would easily take Hendon Hooker. I'll make the argument. Let me preface with what this reminds me of. I took a constitutional law class in college, and we had to make the argument that segregation was constitutional, even though we all disagree with that now. So this is what this reminds me of now. (laughs) Well, we're not going to segregate anybody, but we'll love us. Because they teach you to make the argument from the other side. Sure. So. Okay, so Will Levis. Will Levis has more experience making multiple read, going through multiple reads on throws than Hendon Hooker, and he did it with less help and a less innovative offense and getting hit all the time, and he had almost nobody around him last year. That would be the one argument. Hendon Hooker, the one thing that's a concern, I talked to you about this last night. There was a stat that came out that apparently Hendon Hooker has only thrown to his second read 16 times in the last two years, and you thought that was too high. Yeah, I was a little surprised it was that high. Um, Second down, Anthony Richardson, it's just upside, right? I mean, there's no other argument. It's just he's an incredible physical freak. That's the only argument. I still would take Hendon Hooker over Anthony Richardson. To me, me, if I ranked him, Levis would be ahead of Richardson. But Yeah. I just talked to you about not about completing under 60% of your passes. Anthony Richardson completed 55% of his passes. Yeah. I, sorry. Oh, no, I just, I I mean, to me, it's just upside. It's projecting. That's the only argument. And I don't ever believe in drafting quarterbacks based on upside. I'm sorry. I never have. It's, it's Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the only time that's ever panned out, by the way, 95% of the time when you draft quarterbacks with upside that aren't polished, they're disasters in the NFL. Almost always. Third down, who would you definitely take above Hendon Hooker? Quarterback. Quarterback. Only one, Bryce Young. I, I, I'm i not against taking C.J. Stroud over Hendon Hooker, but Bryce Young's the only one I would definitely take because I'd take Bryce Young over anybody in this draft. I would too. I'd take Stroud over him. Is there any chance fourth down this is a smokescreen? The people are inflating Hendon Hooker to try to better their leverage for teams that want to trade up and get a quarterback. It's possible because the Titans are hinting that they're interested in him to hooker, but just two days ago, it sounded like they wanted to trade up for the third pick, which would mean they're trying to get Anthony Richardson. So that's possible for some teams and maybe even the Titans being one of them, which if they do that, 
I will be here in May lashing out at the Titans and you will have, it'll be a regular running gag of me trashing the Titans. And I will be so upset if they draft Anthony Richardson. I might break something. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, I, I, yes, I think some teams, there's no question or smoke screen. I think half the information we hear is a narrative that people want us to believe fake news. That Mr. Jones wants to call it. Um, Whatever the case may be, I think about half the stuff you hear about the draft and who people are interested in is a smokescreen, if not 75% of it. So, yeah, there's a great chance uh, that that's the case. There, There's a great chance, as a matter of fact, an absolute chance, you'll find the home you want with AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Go to AndyMasonRealEstate.com and know that you'll get the best service and the best prices in the business just that simple and they've been based out of knoxville over 40 years of experience and andy mason will take care of you he's done so for me save me thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars so in the end where do you see hendon hooker going caleb i think late first round i actually like i actually like your take on seattle i think seattle's a really good fit for him and i think he's going to end up there i think pete carroll does tailor his offense and he's not committed long term to geno smith so i think i think seattle's going to be a spot Quick break, then the basketball balls are playing transfer portal. It's about time. Stay tuned. Off the sports. To own the more that owns every job, then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Our family has been creating one-of-a-kind pieces of jewelry in West Knoxville since 1986. Each piece is a combination of unique processes that bring your idea to life. Every day in our shop, a truly special item with a story all its own is being manufactured in our facility, bringing the history and family sentiment into a whole new generation of life. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler, a title that we value and respect because to me, being a jeweler and owning a jewelry store are not the same thing. I'm Rick Terry. I'm a jeweler, and we want to be your jeweler. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street right next to the Tennessee Theater. With all that sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. What's up, everybody? This is University of Tennessee tight end Jacob Warren, proud to announce that I'll be working with Craven Wings again this season. And I want you to give your all and try my signature sauce, Sauce 87, at either of the Craven Wings two locations. 
Chapman Highway in Seymour, and South North Shore Drive at the Market Tochoto. When you're craving wings, it's got to be Craven Wings. Online at CravenWings.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to the Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. What's something that you consume? That you just can't mess up, Caleb. Something because, I consume that I can't mess up. Yeah, because the mist is out of town, and I had to make coffee this morning for myself. And um, I tried. I tried to mess it up. It's strong enough to kill grass if I were to pour it out in the backyard. But it's really strong. Feeling good. Feeling hot. Feeling ready. Need a trip to the gym. Strong is relative. Um, you're a Gen Xer, Dave. I'm sorry. Anything before anybody before millennials, y'all like water for coffee. No, I think that's the opposite. Y'all with all that fruity coffee that you do with your Starbucks. No, that's 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 what we do for like treats. When we actually do coffee, though, that's like our third drink of the day. Okay, that's our third coffee of the day. Our first okay. coffee is straight black. The one thing you can scrub is definitely a steak. I don't know how you like them, but man, you can medium rare. Definitely- if I don't see blood, I don't want it. Yeah, and I had that happen. I actually asked for rare. I went to a steak place the other day because I'd been there previously and it was overdone and they still overdid it. Uh, Smoky, Smoky Mountain Red asking, didn't you say yesterday that there's more news about the 98 deal? Yes, there is. Uh, Celebrate 98 uh, will be uh, kicking off this month. So we're looking forward to that collaboration with uh, Fred White, who joins us each and every Friday. So that should be a lot of fun, just uh, lining everything up and really excited about that. Portions of the program brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com, Integrity Matters. You may not need a whole new HVAC unit. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, some of your units are going to go out like today because it's supposed to be like 90 degrees and that's when they fell. You might just need a part or some more coolant. They're not going to push a new unit on you if you don't need it. That's pretty awesome. So uh city heating and air conditioning cityheatandair.com integrity matters so caleb i wrote that tennessee needs to be more involved in the transfer portal in basketball and i hinted at if not outright said that i have a concern that rick barnes may not be incredibly adept at playing the portal game because it's new and he seems a little set in his ways at least with the style of basketball but tennessee is in the hunt or a transfer portal player. Tell me what the Vols are doing out on the semi-recruiting trail. What the Vols are doing out on the semi-recruiting trail is targeting some talent, and they are trying to address a need that I think we both agree they ad- they need to address, which is point guard, because they didn't have a backup this past year when Zakai Ziegler got hurt. 
And that was very evident. So they're going for a guy from Washington named Keon Minifield. What they're also doing by going after Keon Minifield is doubling down on the outdated style of play that Rick Barnes is committed to that is driving me insane as a person who can't understand why coaches are so stuck in an old school way. Okay, I, I thought we might get to that, but let's start with this. Is it Would this be an upgrade over Sakai Ziegler? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think I trust Zakai Ziegler. I mean, just to bring it up, I'm just pulling up the stats right now. Zakai shoots over 80% from the free throw line. Keon Minifield shoots under 70%. Now, he's a freshman. He was just a freshman, but he shot under 70%, and he shot 33% from three. Tennessee needs a point guard who, who can be a threat from outside. I don't know how to get this through Rick Barnes's head. You need more shooters. Are you listening to me, Rick Barnes? You need more shooters. He likes Keon Minifield because of his great defense. Your defense is fine. You need shooters. Can I say that enough? Rick Barnes needs shooters. And he's so stubborn, he still won't go after them. I would like to see them get a guy that is comfortable uh, in a dribble and drive scenario and kicking it out. I would like to see them with a point guard that would allow them to have a two guard that would pretty much stand on the three-point line the whole time, a swing guy at the three that could drive as well but is an adept three-point shooter. Basically, what I'm talking about would have been going small, which certainly Caleb has pointed out on several different occasions. But um, how many teams really, though, have an option at point guard? I mean – uh, if so, if if a point guard goes down, whether it's UConn or whoever, I mean, how many teams out of the three hundred, um, the three hundred programs out there really have an option, a backup option, a point guard? To me, that's just a blow that's really tough to overcome for most programs. Yeah, but the, you're February, right. In February, which, which is why I understand going for the backup point guard. I just don't understand the not addressing other needs. There's a backup point guard in the portal right now that Rick Barnes could go after. His name is Tyler Perry, not the movie director. Tyler Perry, Tyler with an O, T-Y-L-O-R, Perry. He's a North Texas transfer. He's 5'11". He shot over 40% from three the last two years. He hit three threes a game last year. Looking at his stats now, he's 87% from the free throw line. He is a defensive. He's pretty good defensively. He averages over a steal a game. This is the type of guy Rick Barnes needs to get. A guy, a point guard who could slash to the basket, who's athletic, who could kick it out, but also could, if it's wide open at the top of the key, pull it. Because I'm telling you, next year you're going to have a lot of situations similar to the Caitlin Clark, South Carolina situation, where they're just going to start waving Tennessee players off and crawl the paint. That's what they're going to do. And no, I think, no, I think that's a real possibility. And uh, Travis says, uh, what is up with all these guards entering the portal major schools seems odd. This is where basketball is going, and be ready. 20% of the Division I men's basketball players entered the portal. So what basketball players are going to do is going to be kind of like football players, some football players wanted to do. They're going to use the portal, check their NIL options, and then go from there. They might stay at their school. They might not. Euros Plastic, um, you know, uh, other guys. I'm sorry, who was – who just entered the portal for Tennessee? Oh, Olivia Kamwa. Sorry, Olivia Kamwa. I misspoke. He could come back to Tennessee now. They don't have to hold the scholarship open for him. 
But I get the feeling there are a lot of guys in particular, just by nature of the sport. And follow me here for a second, Caleb. You know, when when you're arm in arm with a player in football and you sweat, bleed, you go through spring camp, preseason camp where you're hitting each other, I think there's a little bit more loyalty there as opposed to a guy that feels like he was overlooked by the Blue Bloods. Kentucky passed on him. Um, Duke passed on him. North Carolina passed on him. And then suddenly you go and you're a pretty good player. And after one year that you've been in this program, you know, that's not a, a major ilk, um, then I think you start to say, hey, I can go somewhere else and play and I can get the fantastic training table with the buffet of food and I can get all that. And you're willing to jump after a year. That is going to be college basketball. Now, I do think within two or three or four years, some people I was talking to that you will see a two-year contract with some of these guys eventually. But you're going to see this more in basketball than you are in football. The, the transfer portal will be a bigger factor in basketball. And if Rick Barnes isn't ready to play that game and up for it, and he doesn't land a couple of guys in this transfer portal period, I think that's a huge red flag for the balls moving forward because it tells me he doesn't want to play that game and he wants to stay old school, and that would be bad. Well, I think he's willing to play the transfer portal game. He's not old school recruiting. He plays the new school recruiting game and gets who he needs. He's old school in his X's and O's and what he thinks works in basketball. I, I, will, I will say I agree with you mostly. One of the things that people don't understand with the difference between basketball and football, let's, let's compare pro and college for a minute. Every NBA player, guys, from the, the 12th man on the bench – in the NBA was the star player on his college team. That's not the case in the NFL. Most football players were one of the guys on their college football team. There's very few that were like the absolute star on their football team. Most football players were one of the guys. Every single NBA player was a superstar at their college. Basketball is much more star driven. It's much more individual driven than any other sport by far, bar none. That's why talent-wise, the NBA is the most elite league of any professional sport in the world. You name it, NBA is by far the most elite league. That filters down to college basketball. It filters down to AAU. It filters down to high school basketball. The 12th man on the bench on his college basketball team was the superstar on his high school basketball team. It's just that simple. So you're right. They are going. Many players are going to have they're not just going to see what they did at a lower level and think they've proven themselves. They're going to have a lot of voices in their ears too. Basketball is probably the hardest sport to get a player to accept the fact that he needs to be a role player. They just don't want to do it because more than any other sport, they've been the big dog on campus since they were 12. Here's the other thing to remember as well is with a, a, a lot of these players, um, they, they just basketball in general, believe that you're better than you think you are. I don't know why it is, but I've always thought that more the case. It seems like football, you, you get your comeuppance in the first year or two, you realize that physically you had a long way to go and basketball. A lot of these guys believe they are better than they are from the get. And that never changes. That's just my experience from covering basketball and football. There's a different mindset. Now I'm not saying basketball is better or worse with football on the flip side are very guarded and hesitant to even talk to the media. But I just, with, with, with basketball, you need to be willing to reshape your roster. This is what concerns me about Rick Barnes. You need to be willing to reshape your roster every year. And is he going to do that? 
don't know that that's going to be the case. You say he's not old school in recruiting. Well, no, but I mean, I mean he's shown a willingness to reshape his roster year to year. He has shown that. His problem is he sticks to his philosophy no matter what. Yeah. Well, if if they can get a guy that can score, that would be that would be fantastic for the balls. Or that can just that can shoot more than anything. Not score from the mid rings. Julian Phillips can do that. They need a guy that can shoot. They can actually shoot the ball. Um, I wonder if Tennessee's tournament run and all the negative publicity they got from Jay Billis hurt them more than the positivity for making them the Sweet 16. Because if I'm a prospect and I'm watching that, that's not the, the style I want to play for. You can, you can win me over with all that Tennessee can offer. You can win me over with all the facilities. You can win my mom over by the fact that I do think that Rick Barnes is a good person morally and in a lot of ways. But what I saw on television during the tournament leading up to the Sweet 16 and in the Sweet 16, that didn't win me over as a prospect. That's not the style that most kids want to play. Here's what could win you over. If you could see Tennessee's constructed in a certain way where they're bad boys and you're willing to accept the bad boy mantra and realizing there's a role for you as an offensive threat. Think about this. Oh, here's one for you, Dave. You Basically, were you're saying what, what Viscovi could have, should have, would have been. Yes. And Zakai went down. Yes, exactly. A great example of this was, remember the 1980s, the bad boy Pistons? They were the bad boys. They were the rough and tough team. What did they do in the right before their championship runs? They traded Adrian Dantley for Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre did not fit like the bad boy mantra, but he was the perfect complement to it because they needed a shooter. They needed a guy that could be that could do that, and he accepted the role. I'm a Grizzly fan. The early 2010s Memphis Grizzlies were constructed just like the Pistons. They were mean and tough with Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. Their only weakness was they never found that one finesse shooter. I thought they were going to have make a run at Carmelo. They never did. A guy that will is willing to say, "Hey, while they do all the grunt work and the grunt work and the toughness and playing physical, I can be the scorer. I can be the star that's scoring all the points." Kid, they, had, they had three solid scores on on that team. No, no Isaiah Thomas is pretty elite. Joe Dumars was elite. Oh, you're talking about the Pistons. Yeah. yeah. Vinny Johnson that would come off the bench, the microwave. I mean, he was he was an elite <clears throat> scorer when he got hot. And to me, you're talking about almost a totally different philosophy. That's so far removed from what Tennessee is doing. I mean, they – they need one score, much. I mean, much less three. Well, I think Phillips would be a better scorer. I do if Tennessee could stretch the court a little bit. What happens is when Julian Phillips gets into the lane, everybody crawls the paint because there's no threat on the outside. So I actually think Tennessee has a couple of scores. I think the problem. I think Julian Phillips could be a major threat inside the lane. I just think that there's nobody to to take pressure off him outside. Well, this um, Barnes isn't a confident leader as a coach. He is a nail biter. Players need a confident leader to like high play. You seen any of that? I know you've been quick to knock on Rick Barnes, but no, I think he's too confident. I think it's the opposite. I think he's fully immersed in believing this style is how you win in basketball. Again, he's Gene Hackman from from Hoosiers. That's what Rick Barnes is. Portions of the program brought to you by Vassie Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. The drive from Knoxville, Nashville, Cleveland, and they're in Cleveland, Chattanooga, 
get to Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Toro, count on it. Industrial mowers, they've got them. They've also got fantastic commercial mowers as well. And they've got whatever you need for your personal property. So if you're starting a business or your business is currently restocking, know that Bassey Lawn and Garden has buying power that will save you money. It's fantastic. Check it out. Bassey Lawn and Garden. Go to Bassey.com. And coming up, the Ultimate Participation Trophy Award. And do you support Tennessee players that transfer? Curious, because I got into a little bit of a Twitter tussle with someone about what really defines a VFL. So we'll discuss that. Stay tuned. Back in just like two minutes. Hang with me. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Craven Wings has the cleanest, healthiest wings in town. We pride ourselves on our slogan, always fresh, never frozen. Come try us and discover the difference yourself. New location now open at the Markets at Chodo. With all that sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vassy Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassy, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at Hyperice.com. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get cut, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. Welcome back. CraftTreats.com, the best place for your pet treats use the promo code off the hook that's a promo code off the hook get 20 percent off that includes the chill pills with the cbd that will help with your 
pets anxiety, pets digestive issues, pets arthritis. It's all there. So they've got great holistic uh, pet treats. You're going to love it. It is crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook promo code off the hook. So Travis says, oh, no. If you bail on Tennessee, with the exception of not being used correctly, then you are dead to me, and I hope your team fails miserably. Ow! Harsh. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. You should absolutely root for the same young men that signed a piece of paper with the University of Tennessee that agreed to play, and you should err on the side of rooting for them. Whether it's, I see what you're doing there, Travelers, with oh no, oh no. I'm talking about Henry To'o To'o. I don't care if it's Brian Moore or Henry To'o To'o. I don't care who it is. You should root for them. Because Tennessee is going to be mentioned as a transfer destination. And it shows that your coaches have done a great job of evaluating them. This is a business decision nowadays. So what determines a VFL? Let's take Brian Moore, for instance, who I was told by a really good source was told that this might be a good time for him just to cruise on. Do you celebrate him and what he uh, does? I think I think you should. I think these guys that you're invested in are people. I know they're getting paid now, Caleb, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think you can transfer and still be a VFL. I've known of some dastardly things that coaches have done to players that if I shared all of them, you'd probably agree with me, but yeah, I mean, you can, can you transfer and be a VFL? I'm taking the middle road. No, Dave, you can't transfer and be a VFL. You can't. What you can do, that does not mean if you transfer that people shouldn't root for you. I think no one should hold it against a player for transferring, particularly this day and age with the way the transfer portal, the way it is. And like you said, coaches kind of forcing people to it. No one should hold it against Taven Jackson that he decided to go to Indiana after he saw Nico Iamaliava. That's Taven Jackson realized he wasn't going to win the starting job ever, even after Joe Milton left. And he said, I'm transferring. I'm gone. Nobody should hate Taven Jackson. That does not make Taven Jackson a VFL. Okay, we like we as schools in college football, we as people who follow and cover college football should associate people with the school that they finished with. For instance, Alabama fans need to stop claiming Jalen Hurts. Stop it, Alabama. You're doing that because you want to inflate your number of elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Jalen Hurts ain't yours. He's Oklahoma's. He chose to go to Oklahoma. That's who he represents. And they need to stop that. But I would say that doesn't mean any Alabama fan should feel upset with Jalen Hurts for transferring to Oklahoma. Look, he transferred because Tua won the job. There's nothing wrong with that. And so, but yeah, I can't call you a Vol for life because you didn't choose to finish. Look, just full disclosure. Disclosure. I'm I'm I, I'm like you. I've turned to my fan. I'm nobody for life now. I'm not a fan. I'm not a any school for life because I I cover college football. I transferred out of Tennessee after a couple of years there. Does that make me a terrible person? No. But if I were a fan, if I were still a fan, I could be a fan, but I wouldn't be a VFL. Does that make sense? No, I think you would be. No. How many people are fans of a particular school and they didn't even go to that school? So 
are they VFLs? I mean, if they spend five grand on uh, tickets and they spend another two grand on the parking pass and they spend a thousand dollars each Saturday to have their awesome tailgate, they're VFLs. Well, I'm not doing any of that. So, <laughs> I mean, those people are VFLs. If if Taven Jackson wants to come back at some point uh, and and see a spring game, he should be celebrated as a VFL. Uh, th- those guys made the oh, decision. Should James Banks be celebrated as a VFL then, Dave? Throw a name well, I mean, listen, if, if you go, it's the same rule as it always used to be. If you play hard and keep your nose clean, then you're going to have great opportunities, making six digits a year out of college, which ain't bad. Now, I'm not saying that th- those will necessarily be extended to somebody, but in the case of Taven Jackson, why shouldn't they be? If a business owner says, well, I mean, you got caught up in a hooker and Nico. I mean, what, what were you supposed to do? You weren't going to play. If that young man, as long as he handled everything and didn't take shots on the way out the door, that young man would be a guy that I would hire for my company if I were a Tennessee booster and I thought that he would help my company. I would do that. I don't. That's a VFL. By the way, VFL was started by Derek Dooley, so I I hate even using the term. But, I mean, why wouldn't you still celebrate that young man? Why wouldn't you celebrate the fact that Tennessee was able to get a guy like Henry Toho Toho. No, you can do you can do favors if you want to if you're with the university. But I felt like VFL was like an official organization that like okay these are I consider VFLs like Letterman put it that way. And so like I you know okay so to me Taven let's take Taven Jackson how long was he on campus for for a year and he was redshirted. You want to have a conversation about Garantano, who was there for four years, maybe. Um, but I still disagree with that. I mean, look well, at all the NFL transfers, so he wouldn't be. They didn't have Put a transfer. Way, if you go to ESPN.com right now and you select Jalen Hurts' name and they say college, you don't see Oklahoma, comma, Alabama. You see Oklahoma. That's his alma mater. True. Travis says you can't transfer to Alabama or Florida under any circumstances. I'm not just being nice or kissing up to Travis because he, he he's one of our favorites. That makes a little bit more sense to me. If you go to another SEC school, in particular Alabama, Florida, or Georgia, then no, you're not a VFL and you're not invited back to watch the spring game 10 years from now. And David said, wish them well, but not a VFL. I'm where David is. Wish them well, but not a VFL. So even Indiana, I mean, to me, if you go to a lesser school, you should still be after. I mean, I was writing the story on Ollie Lane and he's been through three head coaches. I mean, after some of the stuff that these guys have been put through, shouldn't we give them a little bit of grace if they decide to transfer to an Indiana? I I didn't. None of us are saying don't give them grace. They deserve all – you can root for them. You can hope they do well. You can do favors for them if you're a company and you think they're a nice guy, whatever, and you understand why they transferred. All that's fine, but, like, the VFL to me is an official, like – and, I mean, apply it to any school, anywhere. If you played for that school and you transferred, you, whatever – you are one – if you're an athlete, you're one school for life, and that school is the school you finished at. I just think that's natural. I think that's a – I think Taven Jackson will finish his career a Hoosier for life. And that's something to be proud of. 
And so, ah, unless you play basketball, <laughs> hey, maybe he's the guy who turns Indiana into a powerhouse. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think he will be, but I mean, they're not like Justin Williams. Thomas shouldn't be because he bolted basically after a semester. Uh, the running back. I mean, I, and that kid couldn't decide where he wanted to go. He went to Stanford at first and then went to Cal. I mean, I'm not saying those guys, but there should be some exceptions made for some of these guys. Mr. Jones says life has to have loyalty attached to it, but let's be honest with me on the message board who in creation and hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button, but who in creation, if they're Henry Toa Toa would have stayed after what he had must've seen under Jeremy Pruitt and knowing that Alabama was right there, ready to prepare him for the NFL. What would you tell your son? Or I mean, I would have said go to Alabama, but you're missing our point. We agree with you that like you can't fault these people for doing this. They were nobody is saying these people should be criticized or hated on. These people, well, a lot be- of people criticize them on the Twitter and such. Okay, well, okay, some people, the people who criticize them are wrong. No, and what most of us, I think, on the message board are seeing is you you can root for them. You shouldn't criticize them. They're making a decision for their future. Everybody makes a decision for their future. That's fine. But are you this thing for life? That's a little bit harder to say. On, let, me, let me give it to you on a reverse way. I'll give you a way you love because you're a Cowboy fan. Um, you know, Deion Sanders is not in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. Right. He shouldn't be. He only played there for two years. He only years. played there for a few years. One of the reasons people think he's not in the Ring of Honor is although he won a Super Bowl with them, he also may have played a role in them not winning another Super Bowl. He didn't, no, he did. No, For the Niners, <laughs> he definitely did. Yeah. And so it kind of like, okay, he played for the Cowboys. He won a Super Bowl with them, but he's not in the ring of honor because really his net value to them was canceled out by playing for the 49ers. I know totally different, totally different scenario, but kind of the same concept. Similar to how... You know what else is the same concept, Caleb? Is you would have said Jason Witten and Dante Stallworth shouldn't be vfls because they left to the nfl early no i wouldn't have never would have said that some people would have that mindset was out there and that mindset was 20 years ago yeah it was stupid at the time but well even philip fulmer used to say you're projected as a first round pick but to get into the top half of the first round is even more money so you should come back Oh, he said that about he he was saying that until the end. I remember 2007 SEC media days and he was like he was asked about Robert Meacham and he was basically saying, I wish I thought it was best for Robert if he stayed for another year. I'm like, Robert Meacham has a daughter and is a first round pick. Get the heck out of here, Fulmer. Robert Meacham should go pro. He just set the all time receiving record at Tennessee. But you can get the insurance and be well off either way. Robert Meacham, I think, was fine. I think Fulmer was mad because there was no dynamic receiver on the team that year, if you remember. No, I do. I do remember that. Um, but that was his argument. Obviously, it was self-serving. Um, I just I, 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 there are a lot of things there needs to be more. There needs to be less ambiguity. There needs to be more transparency. Right now, we don't know why a guy left. He might have been told to leave. He might have been totally, and that's way different than a guy saying, I can't handle this competition. I mean, he also might have signed up and not been good enough. Or he might have been like Kadon Salter and just gotten arrested twice within like the first three months on campus. But I thought, I thought this that was a way, honestly, I don't know if you remember the Kadon Salter story, the four star quarterback that committed. 
Josh Heupel comes in. He was suspended for spring ball for like weed. Then he got suspended. He got arrested for in June again for weed. This is before Heupel's first year, so Heupel dismissed him. I thought it was a little silly to dismiss somebody for weed, but it was two instances, and it was a way for Heupel to say like I'm here to clean up the program some sort of way. So, well, quarterback is definitely. Uh, held to a higher standard. I want to talk some recruiting after this as the balls are on the verge of picking up a commitment. And hang tight, I'll tell you who it is. Just two minutes with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off Thug Sports. And Craving Wings South North Shore location where we've heard people say that you can get the best wings in East Tennessee. Pero quien es este? El número 87, Jacob Warren. I'll just do six of my sauce 87, please. Imposible, señorita. Dale seis más. Look at these wings. Perfectas, deliciosas, fantásticas. Man, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds awesome. How do you say fresh, never frozen in Spanish? Frescas, nunca congeladas. Make your way to Craven Wings and get you seis más. But what was funny about Kate is we were a full continuum of care at that time. We had detox, we had inpatient, we had outpatient. So we were doing a lot of the things that we do now. But now we just do them so much better. It's really a simple program, but it's, we're complicated people. I am what I am, and now I gotta do something about it. You can take your life back. Call Cadis today. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment with a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get cut, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. Tennessee's going to pick up a commitment from cornerback Shamar Arnault out of Alpharetta, Georgia, 2025 prospect. And taking a hard look at Auburn and LSU, but I believe the... 
relationship between Arnaud and Willie Martinez will result in Tennessee's next commitment before the end of the week. He is set to announce sometime on Friday. So, again, a 2025 prospect. If we take a look at the Vols recruiting overall, the 2024 class is certainly coming into shape. Jake Merklinger, uh, the quarterback that recently committed to Tennessee. Then you also have another four-star prospect in Jonathan Eccles out of IMG Academy in Florida. J.J. Harrell out of North Panola is a four-star wide receiver. I should have said Eccles is an athlete. My apologies. Caleb Beasley related to Aaron Beasley out of Lipscomb Academy, a four-star prospect. Marcus Corey Jr. is a four-star prospect out of uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, Bradley Central. And then you have Carson Gentle out of Macaulay and Chattanooga, three-star prospect. So Tennessee off and rolling. Uh, but again, we believe that they will land another one for the 2025 class. Again, Shamar Arnaud. Uh, is scheduled to make his announcement on Friday. Um, he has looked at Auburn and LSU. I believe he ends up at, at Tennessee. So the Vols continue to recruit at a high level. Mr. Jones had a has a great nickname already, Merklinger the Gunslinger. Not bad. Or it could be Merklinger the Benchwarmer if he never gets beyond Nico, quite frankly. Caleb, uh, we'll see. But uh, Tennessee recruiting, it's its so uh, crazy to me how the recruiting calendar has moved up. But Tennessee's class will be 75% put together by the end of June. Yeah, you're right for 2024. And it's, I mean, as we're seeing now, they're already looking into 2025. Uh, Shamar Arnaud, I'm noticing uh, I'm noticing a theme with Tennessee with their targeting of cornerbacks recently. Maybe you've noticed this, Dave, but... That they're the trying rule- to get some. Well, that, that's point number one. That's point number one. But Shamar Arnaud is 6'1". They seem to really be targeting size at cornerback. Is that a new thing in college football? It seemed like back in the day you could have a 5'9", 5'10", cornerback. Is that a thing of the past, do you think, in football? I think what they're doing is they're trying to find somebody special. So they're still extending early early scholarships offers. So I, I think what the, they're trying to find guys with the frame – that maybe have I'm not saying this is the case with Arno, but I think as as a group, they're offering guys who have the frame, and if they grow into the their build and they still have the speed and quickness, then they've got something special. Remember, this is recruiting in the transfer portal period. So if they show up, they can be told, Hey, I don't think you're gonna play. Might be a good idea if you go elsewhere. So this is a totally different world we're dealing with right now, Caleb. So um, I think they're I think they're taking some guys with bigger frames. Is that a college football change? I think you'd always like the bigger guy, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I think that's what I was wondering because there's a lot of because uh, Jordan Matthews and Ricky Travis were both in the six feet six one range, I believe, and it just seems like that's something they're going for. Uh, with Shamar Arno, for those who are curious, Milton, Georgia, that's in Fulton County, so it's not like some random obscure part of the state. It's in the hotbed of high school football. So to be a four-star, which he is on rivals at the very least, uh, this early in that and against that level of competition is a really, really, really good sign. Also, Milton High School, so one high school in that unincorporated community, and it's got an enrollment of about 1,400. So there was probably a good bit of competition to actually be able to start at that high school, which is a good sign. 
Yep, and David's referring to Jacob Warren, Cooper Mays. Those are guys I assume you're talking about that stayed around and they became BFLs, and they did. And let's face it, Jacob and Cooper, who we work with, will have fantastic opportunities at, in Knoxville and Tennessee and beyond when their playing days are over. So we get kind of back to that that VFL conversation, and and they will. I mean, that's part of the whole VFL thing is you have that support system after I would also argue this, and this isn't across the board. A lot of you may not know this, but Tennessee players are able to come back and continue school. Reggie Cobb did without paying anything out of their pocket. Um, And they're able to basically step in and and get a scholarship uh, even after their playing day. So it happened to uh, Reggie Cobb. He came back and got his degree. Uh, Also happened to Dwayne Goodrich after the tragedy that happened in, in Dallas after he served his prison sentence, he came back. He and Fred White got their degrees together. So I think that part of it, the, the VFL thing, probably needs to be impressed upon players even more. I don't know that they understand that. I don't know that they would listen at 17 or 16. Every player thinks he's going straight to the NFL. But if, if that's your VFL status, but but here's what it comes down to, Caleb, is – there are cases where the coaches are saying it's better to leave. Yes. If the coach is forcing you out, it's a thing. Now, if you're transferring because you're not playing, I still think I'm with you. If you're not starting at Tennessee, chances are you're not going to start at another power five school. That's usually how this works with the transfer portal. It's worked with players coming into Tennessee and it's worked with players leaving Tennessee. If you're not starting at one school, there's a reason. And usually you're not going to start at another school. You might as well stay at the school that you went to and get your degree and not risk being, look, you go into the transfer portal. You're in limbo at that point, guys. You're stuck in limbo. You may not land with the school. And then you got nothing at that point. Yeah. I mean, and the only way you know if you have something is if you negotiate with the schools beforehand, which is technically tampering. Exactly. Well, if I'm, if I'm Taven Jackson, I'm not going into the portal until I know I've got a spot at Indiana. Which, if you notice, he went into the portal and got the spot like the next day. So he I knew. Think Indiana wanted him initially, though, too. So I think he knew he was okay. Yeah. But technically, if he even calls them, that's tampering. Yeah, that's exactly. True. And and by the way, I'm sure Josh Heupel, I'm sure there's a code among coaches, unless they're really upset, like Josh Heupel's probably not going to snitch about that because he might want to tamper somewhere else. It's kind of like politics, you know, house of cards. You can get a lot of benefits doing favors for people. Very true. Tomorrow on the program, we'll visit with Josh Ward. We always look forward to that. It'll be a football Friday with Fred on Friday. So a lot going on, and we'll have more about the Celebrate 98 series, more news coming along the pike. So he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.